Welcome to the CAMCast. The CAM Project is the take action nonprofit organization to inspire, influence, and impact kids and teens worldwide. Your CAMCast host interviews older teens, parents, mentors, and specialists, providing tips, advice, education, inspiration, and a supportive community to kid and teen entrepreneurs. Introducing owner of Actionista Live and co founder of the CAM Project, your host, Samara Beth Hurley. Welcome, everybody. This is Samara Hurley with the CAM Project Kid Action Makers. And we are here on an episode of the CAMCast. And today we have a very special guest, Emily Johnson. She's so beautiful. She got all dolled up for this. So we definitely had to do the video today. Emily is married 13 years to her husband, Ty. She did have to think about that for a second, but we'll let that go. Um, She has two sons, uh, Will and Miles. Will is eight years old and Miles is 10. Uh, Miles had a very unique few years from what we hear, and we want to talk a little bit about it and find out what Emily is doing as her passion and purpose moving forward to help her son. So I'm going to let her talk a little bit more about it, but I am so glad and excited to have Emily here today. We met through Clubhouse in, I don't even remember what room. There are so many rooms. Clubhouse is just unbelievable, but I want to welcome you, Emily. Thank you to the CAMCast. Thanks, Samara. Thanks for having me on the podcast. We met in um, one of the Hey Girl You Can rooms, which is club on Clubhouse. I'm really honored to be on the podcast today. And I just want to thank you for the opportunity to speak and share my story a little bit about what I am up to. And I can't wait to talk and have a conversation about kidpreneurs. Um, I'm fascinated by your work with the CAM project and your use of pain and challenges to really add value and bring purpose to your life and to help so many other people um, of being of service that way. Um, It's an honor to share with you today. I am the founder of... Well, thank you. I I actually want to thank you real quick for that. I appreciate you um, bringing up the CAM project and everything that we're trying to do. And you know, the wonderful thing about Clubhouse is that it has brought so many people together in a community that people haven't seen before and the vulnerability and authenticity that's happening on Clubhouse because it's only audio. However, people are following up. Instagram is just booming. And I'm sure after hearing your story in that room that your Instagram DMs are going crazy too because you have such a phenomenal story and you are such a strong mother and wife and Not only is Emily a mother and a wife, she actually also has a hot yoga studio. They're located in Cape Cod, Massachusetts. So she runs a hot yoga studio and she's a registered nurse. But wait, that wasn't enough for her. She also decided to get her degree in family nurse practitioner as a family nurse practitioner. So how do you find the time to do all of this? Because I'm tired. (laughs) I have a lot of support and I'm very grateful for that. And I have learned over the years how to ask for help. I will say I was never a woman that was comfortable asking for help. As a little girl growing up, I thought that was a sign of weakness. And I learned that that was all not true. So I have learned to ask for help and to just follow what I want and need to be doing in the present moment. And just try not to get too ahead of myself, which is a hard and daily practice. So we should probably call that club, hey girl, you can do it with help. (laughs) 
right? <laughs> hey girl, it takes a village. It does take a village and we've moved a lot. So I felt that. And I'll tell you, I hired a virtual assistant a week ago and my life is forever changed. Um, ha- have you been working with anybody? I have worked with a virtual assistant in the past and I love my VA. She is on Instagram. I hope that she will watch this and I hope that she will share this because she's an amazing mom herself and was very strong and decided to step away from her career to pursue her passion of helping other people by being a virtual assistant. And she is also on Clubhouse. Let's give her shout outs because I found my VA at Clubhouse too. So um, my VA who actually just created this background for Zoom just in time with the Cam Project logo is Leah Bryant. And she's in Ohio. You don't have to have your VAs right where you are. So who is your VA? My VA is Michelle Ducci. She is here in my own backyard. We actually live in the same town. But when I found her, we had no idea that we lived in the same town. It was really awesome. You know what? And I don't believe in coincidences. I do think that everything happens for a reason. So I do believe that she was dropped in your lap just for the right reason. So tell us a little bit about your son, Miles, and about pandas, because I had never heard of it before. So let me just start by saying I'm the founder of something called the Pans Party Project. I literally just founded this on February 28th. And it's a community that currently lives on Facebook in a private group supporting and also celebrating parents of children who have PANS and other neuroimmune disorders. PANS or PANDAS, let me explain what those stand for. PANS stands for Pediatric Autoimmune Neuropsychiatric Syndromes. That's Think of that as an umbrella diagnosis. Um, oftentimes we hear about Alzheimer's. If you think about dementia is a broad umbrella, and then under that umbrella lives different types of disorders or diseases. Pandas is also could be considered pans, but what pandas is, it's very specific to strep. So pandas is pediatric autoimmune neuropsychiatric disorders associated with strep. So what had happened to my son, Miles, was he had multiple strep infections. The infections cause an immune response in the body, which is normal. But with PANDAS, it's a misdirected immune response and something called antibodies are created in the blood. And those antibodies mm-hmm. create inflammation, swelling in the brain. Does that make sense? It does make sense. It sounds awful. And how old, how old was Miles when this happened? So Miles was nine. It was January 10th. Most parents will tell you that they can identify the exact date where their child changed overnight. Most of these children have a very rapid acute onset of symptoms. And I will never forget it was a Friday afternoon, January 10th of 2020 prior to COVID when he got off the bus and I did not know who he was. He had become a different child. It was devastating, it was frightening. And it took us months to get to a diagnosis. Unfortunately, many of these children are misdiagnosed with a cornucopia, an alphabet soup of autism, ODD, ADHD, um, anxiety, tics, Tourette's. But all of those disorders, when you piece them all together and you look at the medical history and strep is involved, most likely you're dealing with cannabis. So you mentioned when he get, got off the bus. So what exactly? What were you seeing? 
what I experienced was a child that was full of extreme anger and rage. The moment he um, got into the house, he exploded and had rage and anger of a level that I had never experienced before. He became physically aggressive and some really scary things started coming out of his mouth um, about not wanting to be here on earth anymore. He started urinating all over the house. He physically destroyed our house. If you walk into our house right now, we have barely any furniture. We have a lot of holes in the walls. Um, he started having ticks. He started having intrusive thoughts. It literally feels like your child is Linda Blair, Linda Blair from The Exorcist. It's frightening um, and devastating. Wow. Did you think that he was possessed? No, I did not think he was possessed. Fortunately, as a registered nurse, I had heard about pandas the year prior when I attended a nursing conference. And I knew right away, okay, I'm concerned that this is what this is. Unfortunately, the medical community has not really embraced the diagnosis. It's a newer diagnosis where it was only brought into the light in the 1990s. Although we have strong scientific evidence that it's been around for hundreds of years, but it's taken time for the medical community to adopt it and understand it. And it's still, it's not very well understood at all. And there's different types of treatments. There's no real one protocol, much like leukemia back in the 1980s. Okay. Let me back up a little bit. So my son, uh, Gavin, he, so he has autism. He was diagnosed at 13 months old and we went through a huge process to try to figure out how to diagnose him. Just like you, just like we do when somebody has something unique. So go back to that time when he was nine and you knew something wasn't right, but you didn't know what was going on. So what was the process you went through? Help our listeners here maybe possibly identify they because with Gavin and his autism, you know, that spectrum's pretty long. And we thought he was mainstreamed and out of it. But then, you know, a lot of the signs came back as he got older, we could see the differences between him and all the other teenagers. So we didn't even tell him he had autism until like about two months ago. And he's 17. And he was diagnosed at 13 months old. So let's help the listeners hear what to look out for, for something like this? Yeah. So, you know, things to look out for are rapid changes in your child's behavior, where in your gut, you just think something's not right here. And you start to see changes in their handwriting skills or decline in academic, social, emotional skills. And those other signs, like I was talking about, um, extreme anger, rage. Right personality changes. So what kind of tests did they put him through? So it's important to know that there is actual no, there's no biomarker. There's no test for PANS or PANDAS. There is lab work that can be done to help support the diagnosis, but the diagnosis is made clinically by looking at signs and symptoms, a physical exam, and taking a very thorough health history. Mm -hmm. So things like having an MRI or an EEG or a lumbar puncture, you may read about those things. Those pieces of evidence don't necessarily help, you know, and they can, then they can be harmful. A lumbar puncture comes with a lot of risk, but it really, you, it's really, you need to get to a provider who is literate in the diagnosis. And where did you take him? Did you have that in Cape Cod? 
So we do not have anyone here in Cape Cod that is literate. That's what I figured. Yeah. Um, you would think that major academic medical centers would be aware and supportive of the diagnosis. And that is not true, unfortunately. We did um, end up in the emergency department multiple times and inpatient for psychiatric admissions. Mm-hmm. Fortunately, those things were not helpful. They actually became a little bit harmful, but through Facebook group searches, I found a pediatrician Mm -hmm. um, off Cape, you know, right outside of Boston that was able to help us. And then we were on a path toward having some healing happen. That's great. It's great that you're so close to Boston. You're able to, to go there because I'm sure they have great hospitals in Boston. How did Will, who's Miles' younger brother, he was what, six? At the time? So Will was... No, I'm sorry. He was seven seven. or six or seven. Yep, seven. How did this impact and how is it continually impacting him as a brother? Oh, that's a big question to answer. Unfortunately, Miles became so physically aggressive at home. We made the very difficult decision to separate our family. And Will moved temporarily to North Carolina to live with my in-laws over the summer. Wow. We brought Will back to try to have him start school and have us be a family of four. And unfortunately in October, Miles was very physically aggressive again to the point of um, Ty and I could not meet the needs of both of our children. We could not support the two of them because the needs were so different and vast. And the amount of trauma that was happening, we chose again to have Will go back to North Carolina. Um, I am flying down there Saturday and bringing him home on Wednesday. So, oh my goodness. Are you going to video his homecoming? I don't know. You know, Miles, you have to pretty personal. Yeah, it's pretty, you know, you have to be careful with these kids because they're so sensitive and they have a lot of fears. So we try to keep things very low key. Mm -hmm. Um, As much as I want to jump up and down and have have to bring it down a notch. Oh my goodness. I don't know how you're juggling this with nursing school and nursing and hot yoga studio. How do you do it? <laughs> I, like I said earlier, I've learned to ask for help. Um, I have learned to delegate tasks. I am supported by an amazing group of yoga teachers and a manager at my studio. COVID has been, you know, difficult, but you have to find those silver linings in it all. I had actually acquired ownership of a second studio and my landlord chose to end our time there, which in the beginning was kind of upsetting, (laughs) but I learned very quickly, okay, now we're in a pandemic. I can't even handle having two studios. So that was a blessing in disguise. Yeah. It's a blessing in disguise. Absolutely. There's a lot of silver lining to COVID as well. So I'm glad that people had probably more time to help you during all of this, even though they can't see you. Um, so that's kind of amazing. Um, so as you know, the CAM project is about taking kids and teens and guiding them, mentoring them, helping them learn the skills to become entrepreneurs, but it also goes beyond that, helping them take their passion and what they think is their purpose or what their hobbies are, what they love to do and make it into that business and, and help them in selling their product lines. So tell me a little bit about Will and and Miles, and if they have any interest that you think would help them, and almost we we work with kids with disabilities as well, and of course I know so many because Gavin goes to school uh, with kids on the spectrum, so and with 
debilitating anxiety disorders and such. So we know many of the families uh, will be greatly appreciative if their kids can start a business versus, you know, bagging groceries, which is pretty much what they think they're is the only thing they're able to do right now. Um, there's so much more. These kids are so smart. So tell me a little bit about what you think they're working toward and have they ever tried to start a business of any kind? Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, I just want to echo that these children nowadays are incredibly smart and have an opportunity to be so connected and to be led to being great entrepreneurs and really ethical um, business owners who have the ability to impact and change the world or change the community in their own backyard. Miles has quite the entrepreneurial mindset. I think he's watched mom um, whack away at enjoying business ownership. And he's always talking about, well, how can I make money and how can I help? So he is interested in potentially putting together a documentary and working with a videographer to share his story and to inspire other kids with Panzer Pandas to share their story as well. Wow. That's, that's incredible. Will, Will has no, yeah, Will has not um, come to the table with anything yet. He's my kind of like happy go lucky. I just want to like run around type of guy, but Miles, I know has the ability as he continues to heal to really make an impact. Um, he's interested in gaming. Of course, these kids are very socially isolated and there's a mom that just recently started a private Facebook group for kids with pandas who enjoy gaming. So I supported Miles in doing his first Facebook Live the other night, learning how to look at the camera, how to speak and introduce himself Perfect. and share something personal. That's perfect. Well, we here at the Cam Project would love to help him in developing those skills and get him going and maybe be part of his interviews or ideas and with gaming. It's actually funny because... The Cam Project is the name of a gaming. If you go to YouTube and a website, you'll see the Cam Project is a gaming company as well, which is why we have the Cam Project Org, because we are a nonprofit organization. <laughs> so it's a little bit different, but it's gaming has definitely uh, helped these kids through COVID. And and Gavin is a big gamer. Uh, I'm not gonna lie, he does go in his room and close the door and. He could do gaming for hours, but we have all learned with our kids that we need to give them an outlet right now because they're not able to see their friends. Um, so did Will go back to in-person school or is he still home? Yeah, Will did virtual schooling through our, our town's district, even though he's in a different state. He's been able to stay connected virtually with school that way. And I just wanted to add, you know, going back to the gaming piece, I think a lot of us parents are so worried about the amount of screen time and worried about um, what's going on with gaming. And, and those concerns are valid, but yeah. for special needs kids, the screen might be the only way that they're able to connect with another peer or feel a sense of belonging. So it's really important for parents to understand that, you know, you do you and how you do things in your family may look different from how another family does things. And if we can all honor, we're all in different places and our children all have different gifts and abilities and needs and be respectful about that um, and try to walk away from any judgment about 
you know, how much time your kid is spending on the screen, because I know personally, um, I have been on the shaming, you know, receiving end of being ashamed by providers, um, you know, about how much time my child spends on the screen. And I know other parents would want to share the same thing, but they feel parents can often judge. So it's important to remember that when we're talking about kids with disabilities or special needs, that the screen may be the only way that they're able to connect right now. That's interesting because I, I came to that conclusion recently. Um, first of all, Ava loves Roblox and that's how she, and she does it with her friends. We, you know, we moved from Canada to Arizona, January, 2020. Last time she saw her friends was she went back for a doctor's appointment in February and saw them for like a day and then came back here. But Roblox is how she communicates and talks to her friends um, because you can talk to them while you're playing with them, which is amazing. We didn't have that back when I was learning Super Mario Brothers or playing Tetris back in the eighties. Um, and, and she's super social and she's forced to be in this introverted antisocial environment with COVID. And finally she did go back to in-person school. Thank goodness. I have really let some of that go and picked my battles. Now there's times where she's not getting anything done. Like for example, I can go in her room and her laundry that was folded by me is still sitting in the laundry basket for two days. And she was asked you know, to put it away and her desk is a mess. So if it's taking away from the, the things we asked them to do around the house, like their chores or whatnot, that part frustrates me. But when I walk into the room and I say, oh, you're playing Roblox, who are you playing with? And she mentions the name. I'm like, oh, hi, how are you? I'll start talking to the girls through Roblox because I know that that's how she sees them. And I know that they FaceTime and I know that they're playing games together. And when you really look at Roblox, um, which Ava and I are going to work on this for the CAM project, Roblox is teaching these kids how to learn about jobs, training, interviewing, and working the jobs. And I don't think parents realize all the, the games that are out there. And Ava, most of her games and apps that she has on her devices are about building a house. <laughs> she actually has the, the twins, the, is it Jonathan Brothers or who do the HGTV renovations. Oh, yeah. She has their app and she's interior designing houses with modern interior design. It's crazy. She is building homes. She has bakeries. She's a chef. Like she has all these job apps and I'm like, okay. I mean, I'd like for you to be making dinner for us instead, but <laughs> you know. Miles likes to move furniture around our house, the furniture that we have left. So his table where his laptop is, um, he's always trying to configure a better setup. And I think that's, my husband's an engineer, so he has that, I think, engineering mind as well. But yeah, Roblox is, is interesting. It's interesting you mentioned the engineering mind, Emily, because my husband is a nuclear and ocean engineer as well. And he was a submarine officer in the Navy. And, you know, autism spectrum really, we have found is in the family. It's a family of engineers and those kinds of minds. They're so smart. We wouldn't even have Zoom right now if it wasn't for the smart people that create it, that have that mind. We need them. We need the spatial recognition that Miles is doing, moving furniture around the house. And you should probably have him doing interior design apps on his phone. Probably. I don't know. He really wants to meet Elon Musk. And I'm like, <laughs> I don't know if Elon has time on his calendar to come to Cape Cod. Um, I, you know, I wouldn't, first of all, he could fly him in, but I will tell you that you build it, they come. And the CAM project's about making some of these dreams and miracles come true. So don't say never. Elon Musk, if you're listening to the CAM project and I know who your roommate is, 
from college. <laughs> so if you're listening to this, Elon, we have a bright, bright, bright child who has been struggling with a very unique um, disease and a syndrome. And we would love it if he could come and, and see what you do at your office space. So there you go. We might have our first pans child go to space. <laughs> be pretty cool. You'd have to bring Gavin, but Gavin has vertigo, so that won't work well for him either. <laughs> I'll be a nervous wreck like here on Earth. <laughs> <laughs> well, we might all be going to space in 20 years, you know. I can't even handle a roller coaster. Like I'm horribly afraid of heights. <laughs> so you, it sounds like you've learned to be really patient. What are some of the other skills and things that you've had to do with yourself? And what kind of, what do you do for your mindset and to calm you down? Yeah, well, I do feel that all of my life experience has just been building up to help me be able to navigate this terrain that we are in right now. I had a big shift in my life a couple of years ago when I took a break from working as a nurse at the bedside and I started practicing yoga and teaching yoga and then subsequently purchasing a yoga studio and running that business. So, you know, the practice of yoga, it's, it's all mindfulness. It's learning to slow down. Um, it's very important for me to spend some time every morning being still. There's a lot of power and stillness. There's a lot of power in writing. So I do journal. I often do just a brain dump so that I can get some white space free in my head. Movement is huge for me. All parents of PANS or PANDAS children experience extreme traumatic stress and are often navigating a lot of post-traumatic stress disorder. So the movement piece is different every day. Some days I need and crave and want the very aerobic movement. And then other times my nervous system, you know, really needs a reset and a calming. So I do more walking or stretching, you know, or, or more gentle yoga privately. And then connection uh, with someone every day. It's so important to connect with someone that you care about, that you feel safe with, you know, whether that's a loved one or other parents. And that's why I started the PANS Party Project was that so we could have a community to support parents and also celebrate them because there's so much hardship with the, with the disorder. There's so much grief that parents go through, but you can also at the same time learn to reach radical joy. You can have happiness and sadness all at the same time. There's space for all of that. And well, that's kind of how I take care of myself. It looks different every day. Sometimes a shoemaker son doesn't wear shoes, but it sounds like you are taking care of yourself. And listen, I have a self-help uh, dry erase board calendar sitting right next to me. And it has the days that I'm doing bar blend or Pilates, yoga, um, meditations. Uh, I have to do positive meditations in the morning and sleep meditations at night. And I just do the audio. I'll be laying in bed and I just go right to sleep to the meditation. And every little bit helps. Don't you agree? Yeah. It's putting, you know, it's just, it's an investment in yourself. Every little small thing you're just putting, you know, we're talking about kidpreneurs, each tiny little action step, you know, it eventually adds up to really, really big change. Sometimes we just forget how important the little action steps are each and every day. So it's interesting that you mentioned that too and brought it back to kidpreneurs because I actually do the sleep meditations with Ava at night. I lay in her bed and it puts her to sleep and she has sleeping issues 
And when she takes melatonin, she has nightmares. So she doesn't take it. And which is good because she's only 11. But I lay with her and I play the I have the Peloton and the um, Beach Body on demand apps on my phone. And I just play the meditations that are appropriate. And then in the morning, I wake up before everybody else. What time do you wake up for everything you've got going on? I'm up at five and I'm the I'm usually uh, the earliest I'll get up is 515. Mm-hmm. And let's say on average, I wake up around 6am. But there are some mornings where I try to get up a little bit earlier and have that quiet time because it's right. so, so important. Here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to create a challenge right here and now on the cam cast. Okay, Emily, oh we're putting we're going to be we're going to teach <laughs> make each other accountable. So starting tomorrow and I, listen, I was doing it for days last week. I'm not going to say the whole week. It was like half of last week. I was up at five and moving and doing my workout at home, doing my meditation. Then I get Gavin up at 630 in the morning. Unfortunately, his school starts early and it's a big carpool. Let's challenge ourselves and our listeners to wake up at 5 a.m. so that they have time for themselves. Keep a dry erase or whatever kind of calendar for self-help and Put down what you're doing that day, whether it's therapy. I go to a fascial therapist for all my injuries and all my scar and pain. And so I have fascial therapy every week. I have psychological therapy now that I go to every week to keep me going. Yeah. And then there's all these kinds of meditations. There's happiness meditation. There's patience meditation. You're a very patient person. Uh, well, I don't know. Talk to my husband or my manager. <laughs> well, I, I'll tell you what. So we're going to create this challenge and we're going to say, you think 10 minutes is good for meditation? You know, I think even just seven minutes is good. Seven minutes. I don't think there's a seven minute meditation, but that makes me think of seven minute abs. Then it was six minute abs and it was five minute abs. <laughs> All I'm thinking about is that um, game like in high school, seven minutes in the closet. <laughs> Oh, seven seconds in the closet, seven seconds in heaven. <laughs> it's, it's, a, it's a good thing we don't, um, we don't have kids listen to this part of the CamCast. That's for the CamCast kids. So just so listeners understand, uh, CamCast Kids is a separate podcast where Ava interviews kids. So hopefully when they get their business going uh, with their kidpreneur, whatever their ambitions are, we're going to have Miles rearranging people's furniture and doing spatial um, <laughs> Zen rooms. <laughs> creating different videos. Ava can interview them. Sounds awesome. <laughs> well, perfect. Um, so tell, tell us a little bit about the Pans Party Project. Sure. So the Pans Party Project uh, is a community. It's privately on Facebook right now as a private Facebook group, we're just over 200 members. And if you look at the cover photo on Instagram or or on the Facebook group, it's really about joining in together to help one another reach radical joy through this journey that is a nightmare. It's helping inspire people to focus on the positivity and then Mm -hmm. hold each other's hands to get through the really hard times and to acknowledge grief, but not be consumed by it. So I am in there um, doing live videos. Sometimes when I'm out on a run, I will just, if something inspirational, like I wanted to share it, I'll just do a Facebook live. Um, Some nights I am doing a live video dancing with music in my home office, motivating others. (laughs) I do that too. Can we dance together? 
Um, I have to share a funny story because I did one of these Facebook lives the other night with music. And, you know, when you do a live, you, you need to wait a few seconds for people to start dumping in to watch. So we have a very, very good relationship with a police officer here in town who has helped us out so much with Miles. And I did the live on my personal Facebook page. He didn't know it was a Facebook live. He thought that his cameras in his house had somehow wired into my house. The security. And I, I was in my pajamas dancing around, dancing around at Dua Lipa. And he called me on the phone and he was like, what's going on? He said, why, why am I seeing you in your house on my security system? And my, I said, oh my God, Brian, your camera is picking up the, it's Facebook. That's what's happening. He was like, well, you just made my night. So the Pans Party Project is really about, it's a place to have fun. It's a place to support one another. It's a place to also just acknowledge like, this is hard. We are all in this together. Let's not go down the rabbit hole of, you know, depression, anxiety, um, you know, being consumed with all of our grief. Let's just not give that power. Let's acknowledge it but also acknowledge there's opportunities mm -hmm. to use your pain in a purposeful way. That's beautiful. That's really what it's all about. I have a bigger vision for it, you know, eventually a website, you know, someone asked me the other day if I was, had an intention to build a business around this. I really do not at all. This is how I can be of service right now. Mm -hmm. This is how I can pay it forward because six months ago, we were in the depths of hell and I had people supporting me. And now it's my turn. Now that Miles is starting to heal, it's my turn to pay it forward and to be a voice for the parents that can't speak right now because they might just be starting the journey. Yeah. Did they put them on any medications? So there's different ways to treat PANS or PANDAS. There's traditional medicine, which is antibiotics, anti-inflammatories, and immune modulators. We tried all of those mm -hmm. and nothing had worked. So we were left with a decision to give a very powerful immune modulator, which is like chemotherapy, or try homeopathic treatment, which is all natural. And as a nurse, I never thought I would try the all natural route but I wasn't ready to go to a heavy hitter drug. I wanted to try the all natural route with homeopathy and the homeopathy has saved us. It's great. So I'm a big believer in homeopathic treatment with the right providers. And I do want to give a shout out if anyone is listening and you want to try homeopathy for your- Wait, 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 wait. mean if anyone's listening. <laughs> well, you know what it is? Of I'm, course they're listening. I'm, I'm like, you know, it's you and I having this conversation. <laughs> I get in the I'm kidding. I know. For anyone to those who are listening, <laughs> those who are listening if you are a um, parent of a child that has mental health challenges or any behavioral challenges, there is an amazing group out in California. It's Resilience Naturopathic, and it's a practice of approximately 13 or 14 doctors and they are amazing and they have saved us and so many other children. Well, that's great information. Thank you for sharing that. We'll actually have all of that information in the show notes so people can easily access it. So be sure to read the show notes and I'll have Emily um, put all that in writing to us so we can get that in there. 
And is there any advice or anything else that you feel like the listeners of the CampCast just need to hear? I hate to let you go, but we're running out of time. Oh, I know. And I you know that's always like the biggest question. Like, what do you want to say to people? What I would like to say is no matter who you are or what you do, please be gentle and kind with yourself first. And then that'll eventually bleed out into being gentle, kind, and compassionate with others as well. And if you are a PANS or PANDAS parent, please consider joining us over at the PANS Party Project on Facebook, also on Instagram, but I'm really holding the community space on Facebook so we can engage with one another right now. And please reach out. Um, No one should walk through anything alone. Amen, girl. Amen. We have all been through so much. It's amazing. We just come out stronger, don't we? Yeah, yeah. Um, I do. I, if you're on the if you're on Peloton, hashtag resilient moms. That's all I gotta say. Oh, I got I just got a Peloton. Okay, so I'm going. I'm like I was gonna write it down. I'm like, wait a minute. This is my interview. Um, yes, please <laughs> send me that so we can Peloton together. I have like two followers, and I think it's my husband and my daughter and one other friend. So three followers. So yes, I would love that. Uh, That's amazing. So now we're going to have our own community on Peloton. See that we just need to get ourselves in gear, get it together. COVID is not an excuse. Um, You're listening to parents who have been through so much and we cannot let COVID get in our way. We need to learn and find other ways to get our kids and ourselves to socialize, to vent, to take care of ourselves, to build a community. Clubhouse is great for that. I know it's not available to everybody yet. Um, as of now, but it will be. And we just have to, it takes a village. Like you said, it takes a village. I say it all the time. And sometimes you have to create your own village. Sometimes you have no family living near you, which is what's happened to us. So here at the CAM Project, consider us your village. We are here for everybody. And we are here to help everyone from all walks of life, help their kids, help their teens find their passions and purpose, or if they already know what their passions are, let's help them build on it. Because sometimes it takes somebody else's mom or dad or someone else who is in the community to reach out to your kid in a different way. They don't react to their parents the same way that they react to others. So keep that in mind. Um, So it does take a village. Thank you, Emily Johnson. And thank you for everything that you've done for your own family. And it sounds like it was incredibly hard. You had to separate your kids and your family. I actually have goosebumps right now saying that. And I cannot imagine what kind of toll this has taken on even your marriage of 13 years and with your family and the grandparents. And oh my gosh, she's going to cry. I'm trying not to make you cry. But the truth is, it's what you have done is absolutely spectacular. You should be so proud of your whole family and yourself. I'm so blessed to have you in my life. And I know we're going to be forever friends. We've already discussed we're going to swap houses so I can be in Cape Cod and she could be in Scottsdale. Um, But I'll I'll have you come here in the summer and I'll go there in the summer. Good luck with that. It's like 120 degrees here. (laughs) We have a pool. Hot yoga. (laughs) There you go. She's going to stick me in hot yoga. She's used to it. I would pass out in hot yoga. Um, But thank you again for, for bringing the PANS Party Project to the cam project. We are now brothers and sisters together as foundations and um, we can't wait to work together. Uh, We will, how is the best way you want us just to follow the, you're at the pans party project, or do you want to give away any personal 
information? Follow me personally. Um, I'm on Instagram at Emily Johnson RN and Instagram for the Pans Party Project. Same thing on Facebook. It's pretty easy to find me. That's okay. Great. Thank you so much. And if you need your house to be redecorated, remodeled, or any of your stuff moved around, bring Miles and Ava um, into your world and they'll assure you that you will have your furniture moved in the proper manner and you will have a modern decor by Ava. So <laughs> I think we got ourselves a business, girl. <laughs> so much. I'm so happy to been connected with you and I appreciate it so much. Absolutely. The more the merrier. I love, I love meeting new, making new friends and meeting new people. So thank you so much. Well, this is the end of the cam cast where we bring people together and influence, inspire and impact kids and teens, but not just kids and teens, their families as well. So thank you for joining us today and everybody have a wonderful, wonderful rest of the day. Welcome to CamCast Kids. We're the podcast for kids, by kids. Our hosts and guests bring fun, inspiration, and motivation as kid and teenpreneurs work together with the CAM Project. The CAM Project is the take action, nonprofit organization to inspire, influence, and impact kids and teens worldwide. Our CamCast Kids host is an 11-year-old how-to baker, social media influencer, and CEO of Whiskit with Flava. She interviews youth, facilitates interactive activities, and shares tips, creative ideas, and advice in developing businesses. Now, introducing co-founder of the CAM Project, Miss Ava Hurley.